This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. McGregor versus Poirier. Three, it's all set for UFC 264 and DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC, has a knockout offer for this weekend's fight. DraftKings is offering 264 to 1 odds on a knockout in the first round during Saturday's main event. If the rubber match ends in a first round knockout, you walk away with cash. Just pick the main event fighter you think will win. Buy first round knockout and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 264 to 1 odds on that fighter. That's right. Bet a dollar on McGregor versus Poirier to win by first round knockout. You win $264. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if MMA isn't for you. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on basketball, hockey, there's baseball going on, and so much more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $264 when you bet on a main event fighter to win by first-round knockout. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code THPN to turn $1 into $264 only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings. I lost my spot. DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in Indiana, call one 800 9 with it. Welcome to episode 61, season two of Red Wings Rant, uh, brought to you by the Brothers of Discussion and uh, the Hockey Podcast Network, uh, where tirades and passion pleas about your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Uh, today's episode, we are going to be taking a look at the 2021 NHL draft again, and uh, we'll highlight a few possibilities at pick 22. That's right. Uh, we'll get uh, a little bit more familiar with who's at the tail end of that first round, see if there's anybody we want to uh, outsmart uh, the rest of the NHL. Uh, <laughs> if uh, if there's anybody that uh, probably fits right in that mold of that 22 spot, of course we've 
talked about a couple of folks that might drop that far, and I'll highlight them in a second. But before we get into too much of that, as always, we have a little bit of business to get into. So let uh, let me jump into that um, in just a sec here. All right. Like I said, we're going to be going into uh, pick 22. Uh, as previously mentioned, uh, we have done quite a bit of uh, draft research. We've posted quite a few videos here. Uh, and uh, we've taken a look a lot at pick six, including, I mean, quite extensively looking at who's going to fit in that top 10. And uh, Mike is here, my good brother, kept him off the stream. There he is. Hey, Mikey. Hey, hey what's going Mike? on? You got to avoid all the business today. Yeah. Oh no! I, Matt, I just, all my I, friends and family are putting their money down. Matt, they they know the good stuff. Uh, what are we doing, DraftKings? There's don't forget to bid on your favorite basketball no, we team. Are, we already did it. Nick. Oh, we already Everybody's did it. Already oh betting. no! Yeah. All right, we're already back into hockey. All right, <laughs> Matt. I actually, um, I actually read some scouting reports today. What a day for me. I, I wanted to discuss with you the idea, too, and yeah. uh, we're going to try and break this up into two episodes, no matter how long this goes. If we go 30 minutes, how's, how's the lighting minute look, episode. by the way? What was that? How's the lighting look, by the way? It actually, I like the drama. Um, it looks like you're by candlelight right now, and you are, you're penning, you know, you were, you were penning your novel uh, about today's episode of, of AEW Dynamite. Um, quite a... <laughs> It's a dramatic look. I like it. I think you should go with this. It does. It looks like I just often. finished uh, journaling in uh, ha like homemade paper with a boiled leather bound journal. I'm very, very proud of this look, Matt. Nicholas, what is going on, Nick? How are you? It's Wednesday. You know what that means. Mike's, Mike's watching. <laughs> we got dynamite. We got runway prospects coming up. We got uh, the Stanley Cup Finals are on right now too, but unfortunately, Matt has a, is, he's got his baby schedule going. So there's 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 a lot he misses. And Mike, I I must say, I I I'm not in a in a sore mood. I uh I hope I hope I didn't rush you, but you absolutely can skip and join when you have the time because I I know my schedule is terrible. Uh, I mean, my schedule is so bad, Mike, right now. That yeah. I am doing an, a, a cosplay on accident of uh, Magnum PI. Um, I, I've got the Hawaiian shirt. I've got the Tiger's hat. Um, not on purpose. That'd be uh, that's Tom Selleck, right? Yeah, you got I Tom got Selleck. I thought maybe you're doing a Billy Butcher. He kind of likes wearing those shirts a little bit <laughs> on uh, the boys. Uh, I just don't drop any C bombs on the show. I hope that's not coming. <laughs> Absolutely not. We're not getting uh, that lenient I, on here. Okay. I did get that right. Magnum PI. All right, cool. Uh, clearly a huge fan if I don't even know my own references. All right, Mike, but what I did want to ask you, because you were doing your research today, and I agreed with you what you said earlier, how incredibly useless for the sake of measuring a prospect uh, what they're doing in junior level, what they're doing in college, um, wherever they are, how incredibly useless is a highlight reel on YouTube? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I had a lot of literature uh, I wanted to go through uh, the past couple of days as we're trying to figure out who the Red Wings are going to get uh, with their second first round pick. 
by God, uh, highlight reels are, are 1000% not, not a useful tool at all. Uh, if some poor scout actually had to use a highlight reel uh, to judge a player, um, I know that they can uh, finish off wide open one-timers. Um, I know that I can watch the tail end of a play that ends up uh, a puck deflecting off them for a goal number four on a, a, a five-goal season. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I, you know, I might get one breakaway save if I look up the COSA highlights. So that's that's about it. Um, not a super useful tool to uh, judge, um, you know, a player's ability. In the NHL, uh, but luckily the literature it is it is thick. It uh, it's something you would want a lamp like this um, if you're gonna try and uh, comb through uh, the way people's uh, ankles uh, oscillate um, on their on their on their on their push as they're trying to show uh, perfect form on their skating, which actually has a lot more uh, depth as far as the uh, the research on that than I ever would have imagined, Matt. <laughs> Uh, guys who you know don't have the the right ninety degree angle when they you know push off. Uh, if they put their body weight down on the wrong spot, it uh, literally ends people's careers. Uh, not for injury, but they just never pan out to a point where they become a top three, six, nine. By God, top twelve NHL forward. So a lot of intricacies to go through, man. Um, so I don't know if we're gonna quite dig that deep um, on some of these guys, but. It definitely looks like, you know, uh, skating might factor into a guy's ability to make it in the NHL. Um, so I wasn't sure how you really wanted to get into this, but uh, I know we wanted to start with the later first-round pick. I feel like we, we – it's whichever top defenseman is still available at six, or if, if we go uh, Wallstead, um, I think, is another viable option, which I, I don't think people hate this year uh, going with him, uh, the goalie. But – I think 22 is where it's a little bit more wide open uh, since it looks, you know, we're judging off so few games uh, from right. the COVID seasons. Um, so it's, it's, you might, you might, uh, you might really luck out or you might really bomb out um, just because you have so little um, uh, game tape uh, to go off of to make a judgment call. Yeah. And, and what, you know, the deeper you get into this, like everybody's trying to do a mock draft of the top five and then they're like, here's my pick six. Now you've got 21 picks. <laughs> so it's, just, it's really just trying to just like uh, decode these messages of what's going on with these players, which I, I feel like we've done a pretty good job over the last month. Um, but, that, you know, it's just, is this the type of thing that's going to work out for the wingdings? And like timeline wise, is, is there someone that looks like they could be here a little bit quicker I mean, like even mentioning uh, Volstead and the way that he's propelled himself into the next like league. Um, you know, if he's if he's in the, the fourteen range, then he's playing fifteen year olds and seventeen year olds, and when he's seventeen, he's playing adults. It's it's one of those. Then you go, okay, so he'll be here a little bit sooner than later uh, because he just jumps leagues. That's that's what his, his mo is. So there's there's things like that that we you know try to decipher based on all of this analysis, um, but yeah, I I I I guess just to focus on pick twenty two today, there's a couple of guys that could be around, um, and then there's a lot of guys that you know probably won't uh, because the rest of the NHL has uh, had access to these guys and, and we're going to say, wow, what a great pick this would be at 22 and, and they won't even be around. 
Uh, but there's also one in particular, I think, on this list. And depending on if we break this into two parts or not, uh, some people might even be able to guess who I'm, who I'm talking about. Uh, there, there's a guy who probably, based on what he's done in the last year, should probably drop to round two. But he was really great every previous year that it ranked him as like a top prospect going into this draft. Like he was going to go number one. So do you take that guy? Based Ooh. on the previous years, take away COVID, do you take that guy at 22, even with this idea that he could drop all the way to round two because of how poorly he performed this year? So there, there's there's a lot to play around with here, but um, I, think, uh, I think the first guy I wanted to jump into, and here's how we'll do this. We'll talk about where he's ranked, give you a, a position, height, weight, tell you who's a fatty, tell you who needs some more meat on those bones, and then... Um, yeah, then we'll, we'll read through some analysis to see if this is, you know, does this excite you at all? And then, uh, uh, you know, are we going to get this guy at pick 22? Is there a possibility to get him in, in round number two? I, uh, well, we'll start with um, not too thrilled about this. Uh, Matthew Mackey Samuskevich. Uh, not too thrilled that he, he went away from one of the greatest first names of all time uh, to change it to Mackey. I got to say, as a Matthew... Never once uh, had I considered the nickname Mackie. And um, Red Wings oh, Red brought to you by Michael and Mac. <laughs> almost makes me want to not draft him just because he, he walked away from one of the best first names of all time. Um, Jesus, it took us 13 minutes to get to this point. We're introducing a prospect. All right. Um, yeah, let's let's I'll I'll run through the easy stuff. He's a center. He's five foot eleven. He is the fattest guy we're going to talk about today. He's one hundred and ninety pounds, and I say that jokingly. Uh, but he's he's at the the tail end of most uh, of most of the rankings. Uh, we have elite prospects has him ranked at number 19, number 19 prospect in this year's draft. He, uh, I mentioned all the time, the consolidated rankings that takes everybody's ranking and throws it into, you, a, say, you know, when you say the end of the rankings, you mean like, uh, oh, the sorry, the end. like the relevant players end, and then we get to that next tier. Is that what you kind of alluding to? Uh, end of the first round is what I mean to say. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, a little, I've, this isn't my first drink tonight. Um, <laughs> Elite Prospects has him at 19. You've got FC Hockey at like 26. But overall, uh, he's got a 45 in there that I and a 34, which is taking him out of the consolidated rankings from Elite Prospects, which ranks the top uh, 32 guys. So he doesn't quite make the cut for the consolidated rankings. Uh, but here's why, here's why he's number 19 for Elite Prospects. Offensive buzzsaw cutting through opposing defenders and stringing together highlight real plays with relative ease. Uh, you don't want to miss him when he's feeling it. Uh, you give him the puck in space, he makes everything look effortless. He'll bend past receptions into highly creative dangles around defenders. Top hand control with a stick pushed out from his body and quick twitch wrists to string it all together. He's agile enough to chain together and combine moves and dexterous enough to repair handling mistakes. So... A lot of this is, is going to go into his puck handling ability. This is where, if you're talking about uh, Mackey, this this is what you're excited about. He's a center. He's going to be able to get to enter the zone uh, on his own with that puck handling ability. 
uh, I think that's number one. And then the playmaking after that is is the other the other bonus, I guess, of being so good with uh, with the puck handling. So, <clears throat> with that being said, um, let me let me pull up. Uh, actually, let me pull up here. We got the elite prospects uh, 2021 uh, full ranking. Uh, we can take a look at some of the scores they have here and uh, kind of better inform our decision on whether or not we want to take a chance here. I, I think I think this is worth it. And, and what we're looking at here, again, this is uh, Elite Prospects put out their full ranking of almost every prospect that is out there. This thing's like 500 pages long. Mentioned it in the last episode. High rank on passing, high rank on puck handling, high rank on hockey sense. And if you read through this whole thing, you'll see the number, the, the top rank you can get is a nine. So there's some growth for all of these. But if you go through every single one of these pages, you're not going to find anything higher than a 7.5. So, um, you know, there's there's no Lefreniers here. I am looking for a center, Mike. Somewhere in this draft, I'm not happy with any of our centers, and I'm kind of hoping with so many picks we're going to luck out and find an elite center. This is where we start that. I, I'm I'm going with I'm going with Mackie, and uh, I'm hesitating on saying his last name. Uh, but Mike, we talked about it. Larkin's not our number one pick for a top line center, um, so this could be a solution. I uh, the way we might have to start looking at these picks is the not necessarily if they're our favorites, but it's is it something that you think that he he fills a hole that the Red Wings need uh, filled. Um, and, you know, it looks like if you do the homework, this is, you know, uh, one of the leaders in uh, controlled zone entries. And the Red Wings, so often, you know, when we would watch the games, they would kind of turtle on defense and just pray for, you know, as few opportunities for both sides as, as possible. And then, you know, potentially maybe we would have a game where we'd get a few more scoring opportunities, you know, one or two than the other team. And by God, one or two more of them would go in. So I think Mackey would uh, definitely kind of, you know, help with that that playmaking uh, that we're looking for because his strengths are, you know, puck handling and passing and making plays, not necessarily goal scoring, but, you know, maybe if this is a guy that can, uh, you know, hook up Verana, uh, you know, trying to get into the zone for, you know, a, a you know gifted goal scorer like him, if this is a guy who can, you know, kind of help set him up, this looks like one of his strengths. Um, no, he doesn't have elite, you know, elite size, but, he does have that elite to the point, you know, for, for this draft um, playmaking ability. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, he is, he still does fill that, that role that we're looking for on the Red Wings. Cause we don't have a lot of guys who are kind of getting that play going offensively. And it's a, it's, it just seems like a likely pick. Matt, would you be excited about this pick? I think so. Cause it, this is one of those things. Like for me, I, I am, I am desperately looking for centers, uh, in this draft somewheres. So I, I think a lot of people have put together these, um, you know, some, somebody coming up um, in those first two second round picks, at least making sure something's happening in these first four picks. And if, if he's there, boom, cross it off the list and you're, and you're good. And I know a lot of people are hoping we're going to grab a goaltender in the first round. So if it is going to be Volstead, uh, I'm still, <laughs> I, I'm hung up on getting these skaters filled out uh, before a goaltender, and I'm I'm I think I'm just becoming I, I'm like okay with um, with Wallstep being drafted at pick six. So if that were the case, 
boom, like, you know, where are we going to fill out the rest of these forward spots? And, and I think if we're going to get a center, that's, that's going to have the playmaking ability and he's going to be able to get the puck in on his own and he's going to be able to create plays on his own. That's good. Now we the one negative we haven't highlighted yet um, was actually that uh, he's not very physical. And uh, it was even notated uh, in the elite prospects rankings that um, he, he could be looked off the puck. Uh, you could you could stare at him in a particular way, and he he'll give up the puck. So that that's something right there. Um, you know, you kind of hope that 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 could be fixed. And I I kind of look at a few of these guys on this list that we're going to talk about. They have problems that can be fixed with coaching, and I I absolutely think that could be fixed with coaching. And we've seen, uh, you know, nobody ever said that about Philip Sedina, but now we look at him as a fantastic looking two way forward. So as, as he grows up, as he learns, um, boom, there we go. You, you could have a guy that at least will be better than, you know, being looked off the puck. And we have one more guy that is guilty of that too. But before we get to those, uh, that, that <laughs> previously mentioned, uh, issue, uh, for another player, uh, we do have Isaac Rosen that we want to talk about. Who's listed at, uh, either side of the wing, uh, he's five foot 11, 161 pounds. So he's, he's one of the lighter guys that we're going to be drafting. So you'd be looking for him to, uh, to gain a little bit here. And I, I would, I would come back to that point of who could join this team quicker. Um, whether it be, you know, one guy or another, you got to think that the lighter guys are going to need to put on some more muscle. There's, you know, part of the development is actually going to include their body. Uh, cause you can't throw a 160 pound guy out there and, and just kind of hope for the best, especially with a kid. So, that to me um, drops him down a peg, or, or or maybe I should say for Mackey that that brings him up a peg. That he is a little bit more filled out, uh, as uh, as the boys say. And um, for me, that's that's a plus. He he's going to be ready to go a little bit quicker. So <clears throat> let me get back into this because I want to go back to my notes and read through for Isaac uh, Rosen consolidated rankings. Uh, from Elite Prospects has him at 19. So technically, I, I don't know if we want to say this, would be a steal at 22. Uh, he's highly skilled with strong skating, strong shot, and elite puck spill, uh, skills. Uh, Anders Ericsson is head coach in 2020. He's a true playmaker, very good technical skills, exceptional at reading the game. And uh, Draft in Europe says uh, kind of speedy forward that can shoot off the rush uh, when given enough gap and still be first to the loose puck uh that may result so brag on his weight but he's going into the boards to get the <laughs> to get the loose puck so that that at least tells me you've got some you know tenacity mixed in with high skill um and like i said everything we're trying to do here is read between the lines we're trying to decode these messages what can you get from this guy but um ultimately i mean i i just like the idea again of of another forward uh like i said he's playing either side of the wing and uh, 161 pounds, there's room to grow, but uh, you can't teach five foot eleven. So at least he's not five foot seven. Even though Cole Caulfield would, you know, slap me around a little bit with the way he's been playing in the uh, in the playoffs this year. But um, I, I think this this is a shorter conversation because I, I I'm going to come back to the fact that this might be something that that takes a little bit longer for um, for him to get developed just because of his size. And that tenacious play is fantastic, uh, but it, it's it's one of those things that, to me, 
is going to cause a little bit of pause. But um, if we pull him up here on the Elite Prospects rankings, he's a B-level grade uh, from the prospect perspective, and he's he's got some pretty good grades for puck handling, but everything is a little bit lower except for the skating when you're comparing uh, Mackey to Isaac Rosen. So skating's nothing to sneeze at. Uh, but I, I, I am a sucker for puck handling. Uh, but either way, I, I think if you're looking at one of these guys, um, you're basically just getting, you're, you're going to be getting based on these, you know, the words here, you're going to be getting a good playmaker either way. Um, one looks to be a little bit faster. We can <laughs> say that based off this here. Uh, so I, I don't think you're really losing either way. I just, I think it's going to be harder to find a center and that's kind of the position I want to focus on. Um, and I, I don't know if you're taking Isaac Rosen, if they're both available, if you're saying you're necessarily taking the best available. This, uh, the Red Wings have so many picks kind of in this area uh, with the late first and a couple seconds. This, this is the kind of guy you can roll the dice on where, you know, he, you know, he has literally, <laughs> he has the skeleton of an NHL player. Um, where, you know, he has the, the stick handling ability and his skating uh, grades out pretty well. Uh, the problem is that he's literally a skeleton. Um, so what we're just looking for is, you know, if you end up drafting two or three of these guys where they're, eh, you know, like fringe six-footers, um, you know, where they, they have, you know, hunkered down in the rink after hours and just been working on their stick handling, um, that they already have that ability, which is, you know, a the thing it's uh, you don't really teach as you get older, you know, it's, it's something you kind of adopt. Um, and if you can skate, then, you know, we could put you in the weight room, put muscle on you, put some meat on you. That's, that's something, you know, with training and, you know, an investment, that's something we can do for you. So if, you know, the Red Wings can, you know, easily get somebody to, to help this guy eat some protein bars, you know, beef them out a little bit. And, uh, yeah, he would be fine. And that we, we have enough picks where we could take a luxury like this and, you know, let him lean on those two skills that he's already got and we'll just beef him up. So he's NHL size. So this, this is another one that I think has a pretty high likelihood, you know, of Steve looking at it, um, you know, in three weeks. Now I added this next guy and I, I, I completely agree too. I, I, I have to keep telling people too. Like I, I have people that I'll, I'll pick in my mock drafts but I think this draft, we're either lacking enough information or so many things are up in the air. There's a lot of guys I'm going to be fine with, with whoever we draft. <laughs> I think I just have that thing stuck in my head of, I want a center. Uh, so speaking of which, I'm going to talk about another guy who's not a center. We have uh, <laughs> Nikita Shibrikov, uh up next. And, um, you know, he's all over the place, too, on, on the rankings and uh, when we pull up the elite prospects rankings, you'll kind of be like, oh, yikes, that's that's pretty low. But consolidated rankings has him at number 18. And there's uh, some people that have him ranked pretty high. He's as high as number 13, Nikita Chibrikov. He's a left uh, left wing and a right wing. So ultimately winger, five foot ten and a little bit more chub uh, than Isaac. He's at 172 pounds. Uh, so I'm going to. Let's get this up here so everybody can take a peek and see what I'm talking about. He's ranked 39th on EliteProspects.com. Uh, that isn't to say that that, that is the be-all, end-all, but uh, that obviously will tell you where some of the thoughts are uh, for Nikita Chibrikov uh, as uh, opposed to anybody else we're going to talk about. 
But we still got some quotes. Chibrikov combines speed and skill to be an unpredictable and elusive winger. He excels at getting the puck up the ice and facilitating high-danger, high-octane offense. Uh, notable puck control, Chibrikov is a smooth puck carrier that can maintain possession in tight spaces. This is uh, That one's from Draft in Europe, uh, but from 2019. Uh, so the, the one I want to grab onto is the high danger chances. And um, I I at least see, and we've talked about at at length all season, uh, a, a need for this, right? I mean, you're you're talking about over over a couple of years here, he's been a, a highly touted uh, prospect. And there, there was never a, a, a moment to him where he didn't want to get dirty and muck it up, even with everybody seeing that he's got the speed, he's got the skill. So I, I like this idea that he's he's going to get into the high danger chances, which, uh, you know, it could, it's going to mess up your mug a little bit. You're going to lose some tiefers when you get in there. So... I, I'm happy to take a guy who who's also got that tenacious style, but uh, if if we're going to be talking about a guy who's going to be elusive, and we've been focusing, or at least I have quite a bit, and, and um, the kind of people that excite me, if he's elusive, getting another guy that's going to be able to enter and exit zones through skill, through talent, and I think that's huge because um, it's been an issue the last few years and uh, coming back to the power play. And it's something we haven't mentioned yet this episode, but having past episodes, you got to find somebody that's going to be able to get into those zones. And I know we have a brand new power play system that's going to be implemented at, uh, you know, the start of the 2021 season. But, um, you know, I, I think it, it should be on the top of everyone's list. The only thing that's not on the top of my list is making sure that we get a winger in the first round. So again, that's kind of where I leave the conversation uh, for you, Mike, is uh, still looking for that center in my book. Oh, and we lost Matt. Well, uh, what Matt was trying to get at is uh, got to check out the YouTube channel, Red Wings Raid Brothers of Discussion. We got absolutely everything you could ever want. Um, Matt broke down a lot of the top prospects that we'd be taking at number six. Um, and as you saw in this video, you know, we're trying to get, uh, kind of the tougher picks, um, in order here. Cause, uh, again, this is where the draft kind of peters out. You don't know, you know, exact, you're going to be drafting a flawed player this deep. Um, but yeah, that, uh, I don't know if you can hear me or not, but I was just breaking down. You, you looked at a lot of the top six picks and, uh, what we're trying to do is figure out these, these tougher ones. Uh, where the talent level kind of evens out, and you got to decide which which uh, wart are you okay to have. <laughs> where are you okay to have it? Right, yeah. you got your roster. Where's the? Um, yeah, then I, I just wanted to let everybody know. Just send us the comments. You want us to check anybody else out? Um, yeah, this is the second time my camera just died as I'm wrapping up. Uh, but find us uh, as the Brothers of Discussion on YouTube. Uh, man, I am sweating bullets right now. Uh, it's you look like you're using my lamp. What's going on? Is it is it hitting you, Matt? Yeah. <laughs> you feel it? Yeah. You can see it's kind of, oh, uh, I guess on this side. Yeah. A little yeah. bit of red. <laughs> uh, find us at uh, BOD Hockey on Twitter, Brothers of Discussion on Instagram. And uh, we'll keep pumping out these videos. Hopefully you guys are having fun. And, uh, yeah, we'll see, uh, we'll see you next week. down. Three more weeks. Woo! Woo! All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Have a good one. <laughs>